This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue has a nice way of speaking that farm wives at the Commodity Classic in San Antonio told me that they liked. He is that down-home southern good guy that enabled him to be elected governor of Georgia. As governor of Georgia, he represented his constituent interest, which included opposing the RFS. He represented the chicken integrators, which hated the RFS for increasing the price of corn and therefore their feed costs. There is not much corn grown in Georgia, so there is a little direct benefit from the biofuel industry. One plant in Georgia struggled and folded. Corn Belt ethanol in the RFS was an obstacle to the guys financing his political campaign. So Sonny Perdue came to USDA with a different perspective than previous Ag Secretaries, and that bias has shown in USDA policy. Tom Vilsack was a huge promoter of biofuel throughout federal government interagency work as Ag Secretary. One could argue that Obama's support for biofuel was lukewarm, but we knew he had a major advocate in Washington at USDA. They did not approve SRE requests that cost us 1.5 billion bushels of corn demand under President Trump. The Department of Energy lines up with EPA on biofuels policy, and then Energy Secretary Rick Perry, also Southern from Texas, carried the petroleum industry banner fighting the RFS. The EPA is now run by petroleum industry shrills, so one can see that the deck has been stacked against us in the Trump administration. We've gotten a lot of lip service professing support, but no real kisses. Year-round E15 approval was meant to make up for a lot of damage done to the RFS. Even the recent partial rejection of pending SREs will be undermined if refinery RIN purchases are funded by taxpayers, reportedly $300 million, in a plan the EPA is reportedly working on. That is not the worst of it, though. I've had private sources connected commercially to Chinese buyers tell me that USDA has known for some time that Chinese demand would be significantly larger than stated. They had a chance to update their forecast in the September report and didn't. It is now becoming more transparent that China is in our market big time and will bring home much larger totals than the USDA currently has fit into the balance sheet. Why? There are some who are very angry seeing it as blatant end-user bias. If the USDA had told what they knew when they knew it, the market would have had this information for two months now. Some allege that this was so bad that it was criminal. I paid a little attention to the September crop report, believing that until USDA harvests some of their plots, they cannot accurately measure the impact of what happened to the end of the growing season. They should have this data for the October crop report. If they update the balance sheet for demand, that should shrink forecast carryovers significantly. We should get some transparency from them in the quarterly stocks report first. On the cattle... Weekly beef export sales of 14.4 thousand metric tons was reported. We sell a lot more pork and do not exchange trade in pork like we do beef. China did come in for 1.8 thousand metric tons of beef. Korea was the largest buyer at 4.4 thousand metric tons. The beef cutout has continued weak in search for post-Labor Day demand where retailers come back to replenish their inventory. We hope that it doesn't take a holiday to keep grills going for a few weeks yet. When the cattle complex topped last month, feeder cattle led the way. They topped first and live cattle followed. Live cattle and feeder cattle diverged again Wednesday. 
October feeders need to close back above the chart gap that they left August 21st at 144.87 to suggest that a low is in. They tried and failed Wednesday. If they are still eating, October live cattle will be next. The strength in the corn market should impact feeder cattle. The feeder cattle market is also fighting runs generated by the drought. Much of the country is in one big mess of wind, fire, and floods. Feedlots have become oasises offering feed and water to the bovine refugees. This may be a year when retained ownership for calves makes sense. I would not be sure that markets will be straightened out in 2021 in time for yearlings. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell says that he wishes that the country would not rely on monetary policy so much to keep the economy going. He says that more fiscal stimulus is needed to go along with the cheap interest rates. He's willing to let inflation run, in fact, would welcome more. The pending COVID-19 aid legislation is tied in political knots in Washington. There's a wide difference of opinion as to what is needed. Nancy Pelosi says she'll keep the House in session until they come together with something. Some GOP senators would pass on more aid entirely looking at the federal debt. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.